Welcome back, Sons of Swoop, episode number 14. We are back from our hiatus. Jeff, it is playoff time. How you feeling, buddy? It's playoff time. We've been off for a month. I feel refreshed, just like the Eagles taking that week off. They're going to be feeling fresh this weekend. I'm excited, man. Birds playoff game, Saturday night at the link. It's going to be popping. Yeah, I mean, we have a home playoff game. Philly's pumped. People should be scared to come here because we know that crowd's going to be rowdy. But let's take a second to look back on this season because I feel like in Philly sometimes we get swept up in the moment. There has been some negativity with injuries and Minshew losing and nervousness for the playoffs, but this has been the ultimate season. Jeff, let's go over. Number one, NFC NFC East champs. Number one seed. We have the most wins in Philadelphia Eagles history. We have a quarterback in the MVP conversation. We have probably the best wide receiver duo season ever, both over 1,000 yards. For an Eagle season. For an Eagle season. Sure. For an Eagle season. A running back with over 1,000 yards and over 10 touchdowns. We got probably the best offensive line in the league. We have four players with 10-plus sacks. We have more interceptions than I remember. Uh, unbelievable season, and before we get swept up and everything, like we should be excited about the fact that this was a great season, one one of the best, if not the best, regular season we ever have seen. Oh, of course. I mean, we came into the season, we had our first podcast, and we said, you know, the Eagles are going to improve from last year. They're they're going to make the playoffs. But, you know, I had them, I think, as around a 10-11 win team. I did not see them making this huge leap to 14 wins, most wins in Eagles history, number one seed, got the bye, had Jalen Hurts made the biggest jump of all, was the MVP for most of the year and probably would have won it if he never got injured. Um, Miles Sanders, like you said, had the best season of his career. Uh, A.J. Brown and Smith easily cleared over 1,000 yards. They were... Um, two of the top 10 wide receivers in terms of yardage in the NFL this year. Our defensive line, I mean, we, we ragged on them a lot this year, but at the end of the season, um, they were a top three defensive line. They led the league in sacks. By a lot. Uh, oh, by a ton. They had 4.2 sacks per game. I think uh, that New England was second, and they only had about three. Our pass defense was number one in the NFL in terms of yards allowed. Um, and then offensively, I think we scored the third most points per game right behind the Chiefs and Bills. I mean, this team was – it was the complete package and one of the best regular seasons we've ever seen, which is why the expectations are huge for this playoff run. Yeah, let me ask you, do you think regular season – we're just talking regular season. Is this the best one? We do have the extra game. If they didn't have the extra game, they would have been 13-3. and three. Obviously – the Hurts injury plays a part in that. If he never got hurt, I think they get 14 wins, you know, even without the 17 games. But that extra game, that was the Giants were playing their backups and whatnot. Is this the best regular season that we, you and I have ever seen? We've had the 2004 season, and we've had really the uh, 2017 season, or the two that come to mind. Yeah, I mean, those, those are the big two. Um, right now, I mean, this might be... Um, this just might be my my mind's a little um, cloudy here because we won the Super Bowl in 2017-2018 so I'm going to say that was the best regular season um, I, I thought coaching wise it was better um, 
I think Sirianni and Steichen with their play calling at times have been a little rough. And then obviously Jonathan Gannon with a softer defense. So I'm going to go 2017-2018 as the best regular season the Eagles have ever had. But, you know, if this team wins the Super Bowl, my mind might change. I think, I, I think I'm going this season. I mean, when you look at the individuals, like A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, I mean, they're as good as Alshon Jeffrey was. They both had a better season than he did. Jalen Hurts and Wentz, we've kind of compared their season. I've enjoyed watching Hurts more than any quarterback. Like this season, I love how he plays, and I just love him as a player. He's just such an easy guy to like and root for, and he fits perfectly in this city. You know, he's just a no-nonsense guy that you just don't see anymore in almost any sport, let alone at the most important position. And then the defensive line, which really in more of the second half of the season has become unbelievable. And I love that defensive line. So I'm going to go this season, obviously very, very close. They're both absolutely amazing teams. But again, we're just talking regular season. Um, Which brings us to the quarterback, as it always does. So last last podcast we had, Jalen Hurts has a shoulder injury. There's questions up in the air. How badly is he hurt? I thought the Philadelphia media, as they like to do, took advantage of this opportunity to cause, to, to stir up uh, a little bit of a ruckus and make people a little bit more nervous than they should have been. The initial diagnosis by the doctors was... Two weeks. Right away, Schefter said, two-week injury, and the Philly media, oh, it might be a little bit worse. We don't really know. They might be hiding stuff from us. And then Jalen Hurts comes back. He plays a game. And I heard people in the media saying, after he played the entire game, wait a minute, I think the Eagles were lying to us the whole time. The injury's worse than they were letting on. He played the whole freaking game. It was a two-week injury to begin with. He's obviously hurt, but he was never in a sling. They didn't put him on IR. He doesn't need surgery, at least that we know of. We've seen him kind of moving around without a cast, a sling, anything like that. Uh, I think he was definitely hurt, but the Philly media, man, I feel like they like to pounce on these opportunities to rile up the fans. Yeah, I mean, at the time, it was, it was I mean, I was concerned um, because he just took such a beating in that Chicago Bears game. Um, I thought that, you know, if the if the game the week after against the Saints was a playoff game, he would have been out there. But we had a decent cushion. There was no need to throw him out there and risk him against the Saints. Um, and then he came back against the Giants. And listen, he looked <clears throat> he looked rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, definitely. He looked rusty. I don't. I don't think it was injury. I think it was. I think it was more rust. But now that you know, another week has gone by. Another two weeks until he's going to play again. I think he's going to be a hundred percent ready um, for for the Giants game. And I think most of the team is, with the exception of I think Avante Maddox. I think everyone's going to be out there. And listen, it's the playoffs. Not any, not everyone's a hundred percent. Most 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 players aren't. So as long as they're playing, we should be good. We should be good to go. Yeah, I think that Hurts uh, definitely looked rusty. I'm glad that he played in the Giants game to get a little bit of a flow. I think that game, they were totally going vanilla because they knew there was a good chance we were seeing the Giants in the playoffs. And they didn't want to get Hurts more injured. So he clearly was not running the way he would normally run. I mean, is he hurt? He's definitely hurt. I mean, that's obvious. 
but he's a guy that's tough, who's going to play through it. And when I was watching the Giants game, I didn't think he looked like his shoulder was impacting his throws. I think he was a little hesitant, maybe. He was definitely protecting himself in the run game. He was a little rusty. And I will say this about the Giants game. I feel like we would have a very, very different feeling about that game if the Devontae Smith touchdown wasn't overturned. If you remember, Landon Dickerson got called for a legal man down the field, the worst penalty in the NFL. Our favorite penalty. And then the next play, though, he threw an interception. So if that never happens, that sequence, he just throws that nice touchdown, I think we're all you know, doing backflips right now saying how well Jalen Hurts played. Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. I mean, that, that was just a, just a weird game. Um, I, I don't think you can take too much from it, um, considering that the team was pretty banged up. It was Hurts' first game in a few weeks. So, you know, Jalen Hurts was the MVP for most of the year, and I'm expecting him to come out and play like that this Saturday against the Giants. And now I want to say I've had some time to watch other quarterbacks now because, you know, the first, whatever, 11, 12 games that uh, Hurts played, I wasn't focusing too much on the other quarterback. I was focusing on our defense. But now I got to see Gardner Minshew play two games. And I want to point out a guy named Chris Sims. I'm not sure if you heard what he said right before Jalen Hurts got injured, that the team wouldn't look all that different if Gardner Minshew were the starting quarterback. They would still be a great team. And when you watch Gardner Minshew and you compare him to Jalen Hurts, I don't know how Chris Sims has a freaking job because it was night and day. Gardner Minshew stinks, okay? Jalen Hurts is an MVP caliber player. I'm tired of him being disrespected. And you saw it more than anything when Minshew played. We were 0-2. He did not look good. I didn't think he looked good in the Dallas game. I don't care about the stats that he put up a lot of yards. Uh, He pooped the bed in the last series of the game where they drove down the field and there was guys wide open all over the field and he was running around scared. He threw two interceptions. And then the Saints game was one of the worst quarterback games I've ever seen. So enough with the disrespect to Jalen Hurts. I get the team is talented. Some people think that they're geniuses by saying the Eagles are talented, and that makes Hurts' accomplishments lesser than for some reason. You're not smart guys that say that, okay? Anybody can realize the Eagles have a talented team. But if you, I don't know, Jeff, watch the freaking games and see how accurate he is and see how good of a decision maker he is, you would realize, yes, okay, I can compartmentalize the fact that they're talented, but that Jalen Hurts makes everybody better and makes the whole thing work. That's my monologue. I think people know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I think you're uh, coming at Johnny Mo Money here. Not just him. There's other people. Yeah, but Johnny Mo Money too. He's the poster boy. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's a big fan of uh, hating on Hurts. But you're right. I mean, both things can be true. This Eagles team is super talented, but Hurts is also one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, I mean, his MVP case almost was uh, bolstered by the fact that he was out for two weeks and we saw what this team looked like when he wasn't in there. I mean, sure, against the the Cowboys, the offense put up points, but Minshew, he he didn't play horribly. I I thought he was competent. He played like a backup quarterback. He played like a competent backup quarterback and he wasn't going to win you that game. And then the next week against the Saints, that was an absolute disaster. I mean, if you didn't, if you didn't already, if you couldn't already tell the value Jalen Hurts had to this team after the Saints game, then I just don't know what sport you're watching because Jalen Hurts would never have a performance like that. That was, that was pitiful. At home against the Saints, 
you know, win that game and you can rest your guys in week 18. But Minshew didn't get it done. The offense didn't move the ball. It was bad. It was very, very bad. Yeah, as far as the Cowboys game goes, and I hear what you're saying, he's a backup quarterback. I was very unimpressed. I didn't think he was the main reason we lost, but uh, he probably had three to four turnover-worthy plays, two interceptions. There was at least one that was dropped. The fumble with Boston Scott, um, it seemed more like Boston Scott, Scott's fault initially, and then you watch the replay, and it looks like a bad handoff. Now, the one thing that I'm going to kill Gardner Minshew for, kill him for, Saints game and that uh, QB sneak. Now, first of all, I think it was a bad play call. I, I think that they were expecting it. If you did what uh, Doug Peterson did this weekend, and instead of doing the QB sneak, just do a that little handoff. Yeah, and we big balls, I, Doug. Fourth and one with the game on the line, going with that. That was awesome. Well, it's unstoppable because when you have all like ten guys on the line, I mean, it's and you have an inch to go. It's a great play, and we've done that once or twice. But Minshew, that was the most pitiful QB sneak I have ever seen. He stood up straight and didn't move. It, it looked like Find a crevice and dive. Yeah, he, did, he didn't want it. He also can't squat 600 pounds like our MVP Jalen Hurts can. But, yeah, it was just it was bad effort. I think I could have gotten it. You think so? You, you find you a crack and you dive. He didn't dive. He stood straight up. And I will say I didn't think the offensive line did a great job on that play. But that was just – I mean, listen, can Tom Brady squat 600 pounds? He's the best QB sneaker, you know, probably ever. He's, I think he's got the most ever in history. Minshew, to me, I, I expected more. I mean, he's a guy that wants to be a starter in the league. I saw a guy that's done. Because we've seen backup quarterbacks, Cooper Rush, Brock Purdy, win games. And to go 0-2, I was disappointed in Minshew. But, it, again, it just kind of goes back to quarterback play is really important in this league. Oh, of course. I don't think we have to talk about Garnu Minshew anymore because uh, hopefully we're not going to be seeing him for this uh, Eagles playoff run. It's all about Hurts, baby. Can I can I bring up some of the – because I was able to watch some of the playoff games this week because we had a bye week. Uh, so a couple things that I noticed in comparison to our quarterback. Um, number one, Geno Smith, who put up really good stats this year. I was excited to actually sit down and watch a Geno Smith game. Uh, he has improved from where he once was. He also stinks. Like when you watch him, you just it's a different caliber of player. And I don't care about the players around him. He's slower than Hurts. He's not as quick. And I, when I say slower, I don't necessarily mean just running. He's just slower. He's just weaker. When he fumbled in the red zone, and that was the game for them. They had a chance to win that game. I don't care what the final score was. They were in that game. They were winning the game at halftime. They're in the red zone going in for for a score. He fumbles the ball like nothing I've ever seen. You could see a huge difference from Hurts to him. And then I want to bring up Brock Purdy, who in the first half of that game stunk. I mean, he had three or four passes that were horrendous passes. But I got to give him credit. Seventh round rookie. I mean, he's undefeated. You have to give him credit. Not that I think he's a great quarterback. People are comparing him to Tom Brady. Who's doing that? Uh, Tom Brady? Ian Rappaport. Holy like all the, the whole, you know, the media circus. Oh, that's crazy. He's very similar to, to Tom Brady. It's crazy how eerily he's similar He's just a he winner. Just gets in there and wins. I mean, you got to give Shanahan and Purdy both credit. It's, it's very impressive what they've been able to do with 
Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. I mean, I didn't watch any of that game. I just saw the stat line. I saw he had four touchdowns in, in the playoff game. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. The Niners are scary. Um, with Geno Smith, you know, again, I didn't watch the game, but, you know, quarterbacks look a lot different against that 49ers defense. That team is, yeah. that defense is very, very good. And I hope we see them in the NFC Championship game because fuck Dallas. Yeah, I, I want to see the 49ers. Uh, I don't think Brock Purdy, again, I watched him. There's four passes that should have been intercepted, and, and Seattle has a terrible defense. Um, and one of his touchdowns was a 10-yard pass to Debo Samuel with nobody within 15 yards of him, and then Debo Samuel ran 40 yards for a touchdown. So, not again, not taking things away from Brock Purdy. He is the only 7th-round rookie quarterback to ever win a playoff game, and he's the second 7th-round quarterback ever to win a playoff game. So I, I got to give him credit. I don't think he's playing horribly, uh, especially for a seventh-round pick. But again, I'm just comparing what we've seen this year with Jalen Hurts with a guy like Purdy, who's won a lot of games, been undefeated, with a really good team. But you can still see the difference. It's not like the Eagles team has just carried Hurts. No doubt that they've helped him. I mean, we've talked about how freaking talented the team is, but... You can just see the different. If you watch the quarterbacks, you can see the difference. Sure, sure. Um, just uh, going along with that point you were having with, uh, you know, you can have a, be a great quarterback and also be on a great team. Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP this year, deservingly yeah. so. He had a ridiculous, phenomenal season this year. With that said, he's also on a great team. Kansas City has a top three offensive line in the NFL. Travis Kelsey is a top 10 weapon in the NFL. I think he finished, you know, 7th, 6th or 7th in receiving yards, top 3 in receptions. I mean, the dude's an absolute freak. Uh, and then you have Andy Reid, who's like Albus freaking Dumbledore at head coach, is an absolute wizard, has been able to just adapt and innovate like no one else in this league offensively. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has helped. Juju Smith-Schuster is playing well. Kadarius Toney is playing well. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has guys too. So it's not like... Patrick Mahomes is absolutely no one. Same thing with Jalen Hurts. Like Jalen Hurts has guys. Patrick Mahomes has guys. It's it's just a stupid thing to say that Jalen Hurts is only good because he's on a very good team. You're not allowed to bring that up, okay? You're not allowed to talk about that. And I know what some people are going to say. Well, they don't have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. I'm not. We're not saying that he does. In fact, Pat Mahomes to me is unbelievable. Just a He's ridiculous the most talented quarterback I've ever seen in my life. I, I, and I, that I, was the best. If he gets a few more Super Bowls. And I love Pat Mahomes. And I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is better than Pat Mahomes. I don't think either of us are saying that. I don't think either of us have ever said that. Some people have moved the goalposts from an MVP conversation to just who's the better quarterback uh, trying to win an argument. Nobody's saying that. Um, but we're also saying that if you look at every great quarterback, look at Josh Allen, right? He wasn't that good until Stephon Diggs showed up, okay? Like, every great quarterback has great weapons around him. Um, clearly, Pat Mahomes. I love Pat Mahomes. He's unbelievably good. But we do have to, just just like you said, and some people think coaching doesn't matter. Uh, look at Andy Reid. He's just been an amazing coach for 20 freaking years with two different teams. With like four different starting quarterbacks. So, I think the Chiefs just won their seventh or eighth division title in a row. It is, I mean, that just doesn't happen these days. I mean, look at the NFC East. It's been 
uh, a rotation of who's going to win it every single year. I don't think a team's repeated since like 2004. 2004, yeah. When the Eagles did it. That's, yeah, that's another that's thing we got to say. That was to get to repeat this year. Almost 20 years. So uh, what Andy Reid has been able to do in Kansas City is just so impressive. And obviously it helps the quarterback when you have a coach who's that great. I mean, same thing with Kyle Shanahan. I mean, I know he's a know-it-all and a jerk, but what he's been able to do with yeah. Brock Purdy is very, very impressive. I, and I was a huge critic of Shanahan, but uh, I'm listen, I'm giving him his credit. Although, I mean, he is known. He's known for choking. Like, think about that Falcons Super Bowl. Think about just uh, any time the 49ers have made the playoffs. They have not gotten the job done. Now, they haven't had that Hall of Fame quarterback, but they haven't gotten the job done. And, uh, you know, we'll see this year. I'm hopeful for the Eagle side. Also, I mean, and I love Pat Mahomes. I love Josh Allen. I love jo- uh, Joe Burrow. Burrow, too, though. I mean, he's got phenomenal weapons. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Um, who's their running back again? Uh, Joe Mixon. Mixon. Yeah, like... Uh, all these guys have really good weapons, and uh, they're all really talented. I really like all of them. I think they all have another quality, too, that puts them over the top. They're just unrelenting competitors. They just have a drive and a focus that puts them above everybody else. And I would say most of the quarterbacks are great competitors. That just shows you these guys, and Hurts definitely has that quality. They're world class, and I think that puts them above yeah, I think the NFL's in really good hands with Brady on his way out and Rodgers and Manning have already retired and Breeze, uh, Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Herbert, even Trevor Lawrence. T-Law. Uh, the league's four in interceptions. Good, league's in good hands. Yeah, four interceptions, impressive comeback. Love you, Dougie P. We'll get into those games in a little bit. Yeah. Um, you want to go through MVP, LVP of the season? Yeah, we could do LVP. I do want to do a short monologue on the importance of the bye week, and then we'll do MVP, LVP. Because I feel like, again, there's been a negative tidal wave, and I get it. Hertz has the shoulder injury. The Eagles have not looked sharp the last three weeks. Uh, Lane Johnson's been injured. We haven't talked about Lane. But let's just talk about the positives before we get to MVP, LVP. Number one, the bye week. Let's talk about it. We are automatically in the divisional round. We did not have to worry this week. That's check number one. Check number two, Lane Johnson and Jalen Hurts both seem like they're pretty darn healthy. I mean, I'm not saying 100%, but they're going to play, and I think they're going to play well. I'm expecting Johnson to be back. He said he feels great. I believe him. I think he's going to be okay. And Sweat is back. Uh, he's He's another guy that got hurt late in the season. That's huge. You also have guys like Kelsey and Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox who are older. They get to rest. They get to prepare. Uh, Another advantage, you obviously have an extra week for the coaches to prepare. Another advantage, we're at home. I think that is huge. Another advantage. And the last one, and we'll talk about this more in depth at the end of the pod, but as much as people are worried, we get to play the worst team left in the playoffs in the Giants. I mean, that's just a fact. Are they playing well? Sure. But just a reminder to people, because people are freaking out in WIP, the fans calling in, going crazy. When you get a first-round bye, you are automatically going to play a team that won the week before. Like, And you're going to play a good team. There's only eight teams left. To win a Super Bowl, you have to beat the good teams, okay? To be the best, you have to beat the best. Like... I don't know what else you guys want. This is the most uh, 
biggest advantage that you could possibly have, and we're in the NFC and not the AFC. So a little bit of positivity, have a little bit of faith and confidence, and if you have anything to add, go for it. If not, let's get into MVP, LVP. Yeah, listen, I mean, the teams that are left, they're all good teams, but would you rather play Dallas or the 49ers over the Giants? I mean, heck no. I mean, we're going to get into heck the game. No. We're going to get into the, the, the game coming up, and I think it's going to be a tough game, but I'd much rather play the Giants with Daniel Jones and hardly any weapons over uh, the 49ers with the best defense in the NFL and Brock Purdy, who's just rolling, um, or or the Cowboys, who have an explosive offense and have a really, really good defense. So we definitely have an advantage there. It's the same thing in the AFC. I mean, look at the conferences. There's three really, really good teams. It's us, the Niners, and Dallas in the NFC. And in the AFC, it's the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills. Chiefs luck out at the one seed playing the Jags. Uh, you, you can't overstate enough how important it was to get that number one seed, to get healthy, bye week, prepare, and get home field advantage. It's it's huge. That's a good parallel. The Chiefs Jags is very similar to what we're going through. Um, Listen, Jags good very team. Similar. Good team, great coach. Just came off a huge win. But you're, if you're Kansas City, there's no way you'd rather be playing the Bills or the Bengals. Yeah, and like, can we lose to the Giants? Of course, you can lose any week. But let's be honest here. We should be pretty. Co- we are the better team. Period. I mean, if you lose. I, maybe that's why people are scared because it would be pretty embarrassing to lose to the Giants. But uh, there's also another myth that's hard to beat the same team three times. But the stats of the I, last 10 years don't back it up. It's John like, Clark tweeted yeah, something yeah. out today that uh, teams who played a team for a third time at home in the playoffs are 18-8. and eight. I don't know if that's correct, but that's pretty favorable for us. That's Yeah, those are the stats that I've been hearing. Um, so I'm not worried about it. We're the more talented team. We have the better quarterback. Again, we'll get into that later. But let's uh, let's have some confidence. Um, and you got to beat the freaking Giants. I, I'm so, and not only that, like the Cowboys have kind of I don't I, I don't want to be a, a negative here or anything, but the Cowboys have kind of owned us for a little while here. We have owned the Giants. I think my entire life we have owned the Giants. So let's just be confident here. We. We are in a good spot. All right, MVP of the season, LVP of the season. Uh, Jeff, I'll give you the start with the MVP. All right, MVP. Um, I'm going to go with two. First, I'm going to have to give a shout-out to uh, girlfriend Connie for yes. hooking me up with Eagles tickets for my first ever Eagles game week week 18 against the Giants. Had the, uh, had the field passes, saw the players warming up, had the club box seats right on the 50-yard line, saw the birds in action. I met Swoop Joe. Yeah. I met Swoop, our father. Got I'm, my picture with yeah. him. He gave me a little Swoop, Swoop Swoop stuffed animal that is now my own child. So Swoop is a grandfather. We'll post that sense. picture. That that might be a new profile picture. At very least, it's getting posted somewhere. The people need to see Jeff and Swoop. He's our father. So, you know, absolutely. So Connie, MVP number one. Jalen Hurts, Great choice. MVP number two. I mean, I think he would have won the MVP if he played the whole year and was healthy. He had one of the best seasons ever for an Eagle. I mean, the, the dude was unstoppable this year, getting it done with his legs through the air. Awesome leader, awesome player, franchise quarterback. He's going to get the bag. Hopefully he brings us a Super Bowl this year. Jalen Hurts, well done. Yeah, Jalen Hurts definitely deserves it as a leader. The guys love him. 
And again, you saw it with Minshew, who has been a starter in this league, and the team did not respond to him. I mean, I hate to say it. They had a chance to win the Cowboys game, but they didn't. And uh, they got embarrassed by the Saints at home. Hurts deserves it, man. He deserves it. You can see the difference. Um, my MVP, well, uh, I, I got to go with my girlfriend now, Julia, who's watched a lot of the games with me. And she's not even from Philly. So both of our girlfriends, a little bit of a shout out. But the real MVP of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, to me, I got to give it to my brother, Howie Roseman. When you look at what he did this offseason, and we're, we're only talking about this season, because like you could say, well, he drafted Jalen Hurts, and he did a lot of other things. He drafted Jason Kelsey. But we're not doing that. We're just going with what he did this offseason to bring in. I don't know if there's ever been a better offensive-defensive duo that is brought in than A.J. Brown and Hassan Raddick in one season. I mean, that could go down as an all-time great. 16 sacks for Hassan Reddick should be in defensive player of the year conversation. And A.J. Brown having over 1,000 yards and double-digit touchdowns and just transforming this team. So both of those guys, absolute steals. Um, you gave up a lot for A.J. Brown, but clearly worth it. But Hassan Reddick, the contract that he got him on, un-freaking-believable. On top of that, Hassan Reddick, Temple Owl, you know, like a hometown guy coming back to Philly. Awesome. So I love that. Getting James Bradbury, bringing in Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, bringing in guys like Indomitian Sue and Linville Joseph halfway through the season really changed the defense. I mean, the defense, when we talk about the sacks and stopping the run, started with bringing in uh, Linville Joseph, really, and, and Sue. Um, what other moves did he make? Robert Quinn's going to have his moment, man. I, just, Robert, just Quinn look, Robert Quinn looked good in the Giants game. So that trade, I think, will come to fruition. So we got to give Howie, Howard Roseman, Howard Roseman, just unbelievable credit for what he's done uh, this offseason. Just absolutely great. The trade with the Saints, I think, you know, we got a top 10 pick. Um, we haven't, we didn't see a ton from the rookie class, but they look promising. It's, I think we didn't see a lot from them because we didn't need to. There's veterans in place. Um Keeping guys like Brandon Graham, when a lot of organizations might let them go after an Achilles tear, great move. Just uh, Howard Roseman, unbelievable job. You are my MVP. Great pick, great pick. So LVP of the year. It's hard to pick an LVP when you go fourteen and three. The, you know, yeah, a lot, a lot of positives. But if I'm gonna go with one, I'm going with. The special teams minus Jake Elliott and Sipba. So really, the coverage and return games were just horrible all year. Like, worst I've ever seen. Although the return game did improve towards towards the second half of the year. Covey started to actually become an NFL player. And Boston Scott's been back there. Um, and the kick returns, able to get some actual yardage. So we don't get stuck with having the worst field position in the league. But the, the coverage is still horrific. There's, there's mistakes every game, and for that reason, on this 14-3 and three team, the special teams is the LVP of the year. Uh, and I have to say something, Jeff. I apologize to Jake Elliott, okay? I apologize to that man, okay? Super Bowl champion, coming in as a rookie, kicking a 61-yard field goal against the Giants that ultimately, without that, we might not win the Super Bowl, Okay. Comes in, kicks five field goals, a, five a PR goals. For, for him, 
a guy that's clutch, a guy that's reliable. When you see what Brett Mayer did, his name's oh, Mayer, right? Oh, yeah. Four I mean, missed extra points last night. Was He must have been betting on the game or something. Like, that's never happened. Four extra points? He's got the Markel Fultz. He's, he's got... It's it's mental. Uh, he's shaking. I mean, he was a good kicker his whole career, and then and then that happened. So, Jake Elliott, I apologize to you, man. I was frustrated. Okay, I was a little frustrated when I criticized you. You're the freaking man. Okay, kickers are important. Um, Aaron Sipos, I think he's a decent punter. When you look at our new punter, Brett Kern, he is the worst punter I've ever seen in my life. The dude can't punt the ball more than 20 yards. I, I've never seen anything like it. In fact, if I'm the Eagles I, in the playoffs, I might just let Jake Elliott punt the ball because he's a better punter than Brett Kern, who's horrible. Um, so my special teams, like I think they've improved over the year. The coverage is still bad. I mean, they let up like one huge run every single game. Out of the end zone. Like, Elliot will kick it to the back of the end zone and we'll let up a 50-yard run. Oh, yeah. Teams are on note that we suck. We, we can't cover. And, again, it's it just has to be coaching because every team has essentially the same talent on your special teams. Like, almost. Like, there's not a huge difference in talent on special teams because they're all backups. And, in theory, we should have very talented backups because we're a deep team. So, I don't get it. It has to be the coach. just has to be. Um, so, LVP... Uh, it is really hard. You took special teams. Um, give it to your boy. Who? No, I can't give it to Gannon. No, I, not Gannon. Oh. Who? Who's my boy? Are you serious? Yeah, who's who's my Special teams? Well, you already took special teams. Okay. So Michael Clay, you basically gave it to Michael Clay. I gave it to the, I gave he, the coverage and return to Joe. It's very specific. Because he runs it. I mean, I can't give it to anybody on offense. I can't, I can't give it to Gannon because I think he's actually improved a lot from last year. He still frustrates me at times. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's improved. Um, I can't give it to anybody on defense. I'll, I'll, give it to, um, I'll give it to injuries. How about that? I mean, just kind of slowing the season down, losing our momentum. All these injuries hit at the end of the year. I don't know if this is a cop-out answer, but that really is what has slowed down our momentum. Hurts getting injured, and then Lane Johnson. Those are the two main ones that really slowed the momentum at the end of the year when it looked like we were hitting our stride. So I'm going to give it to injuries. Fair enough, but good news is everyone's going to be back and ready for Saturday night. So yeah, absolutely. Let's get into the game. Giants, division rival. I don't, have we ever played them in the playoffs? Like I can't think in recent memory. 2008, we put, we beat them to go to the NFC Championship against game the against the Cardinals. Okay, so it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. So well, the Giants, when have they been in the playoffs? They've been know, right? like the worst team in the league the last eight years. They've been lousy. You got to give a lot of credit to uh, Dayball for turning that organization around because they stunk, yeah. and no one really thought Daniel Jones was any good. Yeah, but he's been able to do a lot with. Really, without any weapons other than Saquon Barkley, uh, last week the Giants are coming off probably their most impressive game of the season. Daniel Jones just had the best game of his career. He threw over 300 yards. I think he had three touchdowns. He had 70 rushing yards. I mean, the dude was just going off. I, you know, against a very bad Vikings defense, but still, it's the playoffs. He was on the road, and they got it done. So I think this game is going to be tough. The Eagles open as a seven and a half point favorites. I think it's a little high. I think we're going to win the game. But look, look at those two division games last week. The Bills beat 
the Dolphins by three points, and the Dolphins were playing their third-string quarterback and led for most of the game. The Bengals probably should have lost to the Ravens last week if it wasn't for one of the craziest plays in NFL history with a 98-yard fumble return after the quarterback goes over the top and they just take the ball and run the other way. Yeah. Uh, so division games are tough. I know the the stats about um, it's hard to beat a three, hard to beat a team three times might be, you know, it might be a myth. But I don't know. These teams have played each other basically twice in the last month. They know each other very very well, and we didn't look so good against them week eighteen against most of their backups. I know it was a lot of rust. I know we weren't showing them everything that we have. We're, because we were probably saving it for this Saturday. But it's going to be a tough game, Joe. Um, all right, so going back to the beginning of the season, my evaluation of the Giants was, my, or my prediction was, that they stink. I think I said that, like, exactly the we same We called way. them frauds. We thought they stunk. Um, I will I'll say a couple things. Number one, Dable, who... Um, when the Eagles were doing their coaching search a year before, and he was like a hot name. Like, people know him because of uh, Josh Allen. You know, he worked with Nick Saban. He worked with Belichick. Belichick disciples usually don't work out, but, you know, he's gotten away from Belichick and has been successful. Um, and I really liked him. Like, he was a guy I wanted the Eagles to hire. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I heard of Nick Sirianni before, but I didn't, like, know who he was. So... I certainly wasn't like, let's go get Nick Sirianni. I think a lot of Eagles fans felt they liked Dable. Um, he's a really good coach. And he put together a really good coaching staff. Some familiar guys. Mike Kafka is their offensive coordinator, our former third-string quarterback, and uh, Andy Reid Andy Reed disciple. And uh, Mike Rowe, our former offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach when we won the Super Bowl. Uh, who coached up Alshon Jeffrey. He later became our offensive coordinator, and then we got rid of him. He's their wide receivers coach. He's a great wide receivers coach. Wink Martindale was the defensive coordinator for John Harbaugh and the Ravens. So he put together a great coaching staff, and I think they are very well coached. I will say this about Daniel Jones. I was wrong about him. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. I think what really kind of makes him a good quarterback is – his legs. And we've kind of said a lot about that with Jalen Hurts, too. I mean, Daniel Jones is probably just straight-line speed faster than Hurts. Um, he's I probably faster than any quarterback in the NFL, just a straight yeah. sprint. Yeah, so he's very fast. He's cut down on the turnovers. Uh, so he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's great. I watched him the whole game. I think he's a good quarterback. So I'll give him that. However, I don't think that this team is very talented still. Uh, the Vikings' defense is putrid. Their defense is what our defense was last year. They just switch cheese. Just we're gonna let up. We're just gonna allow you to throw the ball down the field the whole time, and we're not gonna stop you. Their defensive coordinator Ed Donatello should be fired on the spot. I don't know why anybody would think that was a good defense. Again, that was that's what we hate about Gannon, and he only does that this season, maybe twenty five percent of the time. Donatello just does that the whole game. And we saw it ourselves when we destroyed that. Um, so let's remember that. We're at home. They're on the road for the, what, third or fourth game in a row. The last game of the season I really don't put a lot of stock into. When we did play them about a month ago, everybody healthy, both teams, we were in New York, or we were in New Jersey, I should say. We freaking destroyed them. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen again. 
because we're not hitting our stride yet. But I think I think we win comfortably. I don't you think need, we win comfortably. I don't need. Hey, a, I, I would yeah. love to see it. I I don't need a, a stylistic crazy forty to seven win. I don't care if it's pretty. I just want to win. But I think we're the better team than them. And I'm tired of hearing about the New York freaking Giants. Okay? We're the Philadelphia Eagles. They're coming into this house. We're the better team. Now, NFC Championship game, I think Dallas and, and San Francisco are both pretty equal to us, and that'll be a much closer game. No, I mean, we're definitely, definitely the more talented team. I mean, you look at just about every position on the roster, and we have the Giants beat pretty much everywhere. <clears throat> they have a great head coach. They have a quarterback who's probably as dangerous with his legs as just about any other quarterback in the league. I mean, Daniel Jones is fast. He is elusive. If I'm Jonathan Gannon, I'm spying him. We've, we've had problems with these elusive quarterbacks this year. I, Justin Fields comes to mind in recent memory where he ran wild against us. you got to have someone super athletic that can – just just keep an eye out on Daniel Jones and be able to catch up to him. I'm thinking like Kaiser White. I'm thinking yeah. Hassan Reddick from time to time. I know you want Hassan rushing the quarterback, but I'm fine with if they drop him back a little bit just to spot. You have to keep an eye on Daniel Jones because he is their number one weapon and he's their quarterback. Saquon Barkley was pretty good. Um, I'm, not, I'm not terrified of him. I actually think he's more effective in the receiving game than he is with the run game recently. And then their receivers, I mean, Darius Slayton and this Hodgins. He had a huge drop. Yeah. At the end of the game, like, yeah, I he's mean, lucky they ended up winning the game. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. These guys aren't very talented. I'm, I'm bringing pressure on Jones. I'm spying him, and I'm just I'm selling out on the run for the most part. I'm, I'm letting the cornerbacks play. I don't think that their receivers are very good. I know Darius Slay, really for the second half of the year, is giving up a big play almost every game. Yeah. He yeah. really hasn't looked himself, but I, I think – Playoff time, he's going to focus. He'll be locked in. Bradbury, too. Bradbury's been great for basically the entire year. I'm letting those guys play. I'm getting after Daniel Jones. I'm spying him. If those receivers are going to beat you, so be it. But I think that's got to be the game plan. I don't want to see this soft zone defense that just lets Daniel Jones sit back in the pocket, and if nothing's there, he just he just takes off and runs. I, I just don't think that's the key to success. Yeah, uh, when I look at the team and when I look at the game, I think it's going to come down to coaching. It's just going to come down to coaching because when I look at Gannon, to me it's pretty clear what they need to do, right? And and they did a nice job in the first matchup against the Giants this year. And we're just the better team. They need to do the five-man rush. You need Linville Joseph or Jordan Davis in at nose tackle for 70% of the plays. Because when one of those guys are in, our run defense goes from terrible to almost great. Um, and Saquon Barkley was terrible against us the first time. If you noticed, the second game we played them, again, it was backups and we were going ultra vanilla. Uh, Joseph and Jordan Davis combined for like 40% of the snaps, which is lower than they normally did. So you need to do that. Your defensive ends absolutely need to be disciplined, okay? They can't cut inside. They need to set the edge, and they cannot let Daniel Jones escape the pocket, Okay. So they got to be disciplined on that end. Uh, I'm with you. Send a little bit of pressure. I'm not saying blitz every time. So when I look at this Gannon defense, by the way, guys, when we say zone defense, like we both realize 
like probably 80% of the plays in the NFL are zone defenses at some level or a mixture of man and zone. We're not saying like, oh, just don't, you know, don't play zone. You have to play zone in the NFL. That's how it works. But we're saying don't play the freaking shell soft zone defense. Where And I don't care how many reporters and experts say, well, that's a great play call. It's execution. No, it's not, okay? It never works. When we see Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and the safeties 10 to 15 to 20 yards back, and I think back to that third and 30 against Dallas, and I had a couple conversations with people on Twitter telling me that's a good play call. Get the heck out of here, okay? I look at that play call. Darius Slay is 10 yards back, and he doesn't do anything in the play. It's not his fault, okay? T.Y. Hilton runs right by him. That's the play call, okay? That's the soft zone. He's supposed to carry him for two yards, I guess, and just let him run by. I don't want to see that. Be physical. Okay, if you're having a zone, have Darius Lee actually carry the man over for 10, 15 yards, whatever. Don't let him run right by you. Don't have that huge cushion the entire game. I don't want to see that, okay? Be aggressive. Be physical. And... You know, we're obviously going to play zone, but don't play that soft, soft zone the whole game. I won't be able to take it. No, I totally agree. We're, we're the better team. Don't let the Giants set the tone with, with the physicality. We're the better team. Go out there and play tough. It's football, Joe. It's January. It's cold. It's the playoffs. Get ready for it. The Eagles better come out on all cylinders firing Saturday. I don't want to see a slow, sloppy start. No. I don't want to say it. I mean, that does work. I mean, again, as much as I said we are going to win fairly solidly, you know, just with this team, I don't know if it's the coaches, but there are long periods of time where they just make it way tougher than they need to be. I mean, you think about some of the games this year, the Colts, the Cardinals, the Bears, that all ended up in wins, but it's like, man, we're way better than these teams. These are Those are three of the worst teams in the league, and those are all close games, and they shouldn't be. Yeah, don't, don't let the Giants hang around. I mean, I think it's going to be a close game. Don't let them hang around. You're the better team. You're at home. Get it done. And then offensively, listen, the Giants blitz maybe the most in the entire NFL. They, yeah, they love do. to blitz. We've played them twice already. We should know this. Jalen Hurts has, when he sees a blitz coming, has to have a hot read. There's been too many times this year where they blitz, and it looks like Hurts doesn't know it's coming. I mean, he's been great with the with the uh, RPO. He's been better than anyone I've ever seen in my life at that. But he has to have a hot read on these blitzes. Uh, otherwise, you know, sack, fumble. I mean, th- those are huge plays potentially. So have a hot read. And game plan wise, we didn't see it so much week 18 because Hurts was still coming back from injury. We want we didn't want to show him everything. Hurst has to use his legs this game. I'm, yeah, ex- I'm expecting he to be 100 percent healthy. He's got to get it done any means necessary. He'll he'll use uh he'll use his legs. And again, I really think that week 18 game. Now I don't really understand why they went out in that game and passed the ball. I think it was 10 times in a row to start the game. Uh, and again, you know me, I, I'm kind of on the fence with analytics and passing first and running and balance. But I just didn't understand going out and passing it 10 times straight. I feel like I, I'm fine with them passing more than running in the beginning of games. But you have to have some balance, especially against a blitz-heavy team. And I would like to see some draw plays. Run, 
like, if you do run the ball, they're blitzing. I mean, Miles Sanders, if he just gets past that first level of blitz, he's going to have a 20, 30-yard run. Uh, let Boston Scott, the giant killer, play. Uh, Kenny Gainwell's look good. I mean, our running backs are the kind of running backs that can break off those plays if they get past. I actually think that's why Boston Scott's so good because he's hard to tackle because he's so tiny. So if he gets past that blitz, he's going to go big. And why don't we ever see any running back screens ever? Really, across the league, it doesn't happen that much anymore. That's so effective against the blitz. And Jeff, if I see a freaking wide receiver bubble screen to Quez Watkins this game, I'm going to break the TV, okay? Throw the tight end screen. I'm fine with that. Dallas Goddard can, I don't know, break a tackle? Uh, Throw a running back screen. Heck, throw a screen, a bubble screen to A.J. Brown. That's okay. Why Why do they always, five times a game, there's like three to Quez and two to Devontae. And I love Devontae. I think he's played, I, beginning of the year on the pod, I've said a couple times, he's really good, but he's not elite. Dude's playing out of his freaking mind. But I don't know. He's not really, he's not powerful enough. He's tough. But I don't think he's powerful enough to break through a ton of tackles like A.J. Brown or Zach Pascal. That guy's strong. Why don't you use him once in a while? No, you know we're going to see the wide receiver screen at least three or four times because that's just what they've done every single game. And it hasn't worked once. You would think maybe they'd get rid of it, especially in this all-important playoff game. But we're going to see it. Um, I really wouldn't mind not seeing Quez Watkins suit up Saturday. Thank you. Thank um, you. I think he sucks. Sucks. I, I don't know what he does for you. I've heard he's fast. I haven't seen it. Um, he, he's not a good wide receiver. I'd rather have Pascal, to be perfectly honest with you, or, or run more two tight end sets. Um, but I just don't know what Quez Watkins gives you. He, he, he really doesn't add any value to the team. Um, well, they're also... So I, I actually posted this on Reddit a couple weeks ago. I was surprised with the backlash I got. Um, a lot of people agreed with me, but a lot of people felt very strongly that Quez adds a whole dimension to the team just because he's a decoy. Um, they never even throw it to him. Now, I get it. I, I do get it. I'm not stupid here. I understand having the deep threat you know, does open things up a little bit, but people were really coming at me. I'm like... When's the last time he's caught a deep ball? When's the last time we've even thrown it to him deep? Now Washington when he fumbled? I mean that's... Washington when he fumbled, right? Yeah. Now part of it is I think the coaches, why are we why is he ever even running a slant route? I mean, three or four times we've thrown that. It's either been intercepted or he's dropped it or he gets, you know, out muscled. Wide receiver screen, it literally never works. So if you're gonna have him in there, have him go deep. Chuck the ball up to him, I guess. But he really has been bad this year. Bad. Bad. Not good, bad. Um, and people were saying, Pascal, he's slow, he's redundant. He's not really redundant because A.J. Brown runs the entire route tree. Devontae Smith runs the entire route tree. I don't have a problem with a guy, uh, even though we have Goddard, who also is a little bit more explosive, that can catch a five-yard pass on first down. I'm okay with that. No, I, I think Pascal, I mean, he's not he's not a burner by any means, but I think he's really nice to have on your third and shorts, like third and three, third and four, where you need a pass to get a first down. And he's kind of a safety blanket. He, he's he's reliable. He's consistent. You know he's going to make the play. Kind of reminds me of Jason Avant a little bit. Yeah. Although I think Jason Avant was better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, 
let's use a little more Pascal, I guess, for uh, the playoff game and less of Quez. Because um, Quez, he's really a detriment. I mean, I think he has more negative plays than positive plays this year. And that's pretty crazy as an NFL wide receiver. I mean, how many passes that have been thrown to him have been turned into an interception? At least two that come to mind. Uh, one from Hertz, one from Minshew. There's probably a third. He also has fumbled the ball. Um but listen, if you if you want to throw the quick pass off the blitz, that's fine. Just don't um, design it as a screen. The bubble screen where they catch the ball five yards behind the line of scrimmage and have one guy blocking. It it's blows my mind how, how often we do that. Yeah. It it's 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 bad. And hopefully we come out with more of a balance. I mean I know Hurts I want Hurts to be throwing the ball, but Miles Sanders better get a carry in the first quarter, or I'm driving down to the link, Joe. I'm, I'm going to drive down. I'm, I'm going to be a problem. Hey, listen, if Boston Scott gets all the carries, he is the giant killer. I don't care who it is. Just get running back carries. Run the ball, and uh, it's something that they just haven't really done the last few weeks. Get it to Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown more. Uh, I feel like, especially Goddard, since he's come back from injury, they haven't really gotten him the ball. Get him the freaking ball. Get it to the, like, we don't, sometimes I feel like we're not playing or play calling smart. Throw a five-yard pass to Goddard. He's going to get you 10. He's going to get the extra five because he doesn't get tackled. He runs people over. Throw a five-yard slant to A.J. Brown. He'll break one. As much as I love Devontae Smith, and he's unbelievable, the other two guys are more uh, uh, yard-after-catch guys. Throw it to them a lot. I, I feel like we just, they have not been... I know that's funny to say about A.J. Brown, but I think they should throw to him even more. He should get 10 targets a game. He should oh, get 10 easily. a game. And he, ha- he hasn't been, though. He has not been. He's been getting like five a game, and he's just been catching everything. Uh, Quez has gotten like four or five a game. It just boggles my mind. <laughs> any, uh, any last thoughts, Joe? Before we wrap it up, any final scores? Anything else you want to add? I just think Lane Johnson being back is huge. He says he feels great. The the media likes to blow things out of proportion a little bit. Um, and I trust Lane. I, I don't care if he's 80% or 90%. He's going to play fine. And stop just like injuries happen in football, right? Let's stop worrying about things until they happen. I'm tired of, well, Lane Johnson might get hurt again, or he might be 50%, or Jalen Hurts might get hurt again. Like, if it happens, it happens. Every team has injuries. Let's not stress ourselves out. We're almost 100% healthy. Um, The only guy not playing is Maddox, but not only do you have uh, Gardner Johnson back, who I think is really good, who can play the slot and, and nickel cornerback, Reed Blankenship has been great at safety. So you got a couple defensive backs there. Heck, Kayvon Wallace has impressed me the last few weeks. He's played pretty well against the run. I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay. I don't like doing final scores, but I say we win. I hate even saying comfortably with this team because you know they're going to make us pull our freaking hair out. Um, but I think we get the win. All right. I'm going Eagles 23, Giants 20. Coming <laughs> down to the last drive of the game. So uh, I hope I – hope we blow them out. I hope you're right because it's always agonizing. I, I I don't know if I... I mean, listen, a win's a win. I just want to win. But 23-20... 
Oh, I, I think I, my confidence. Close. I think I think my confidence would plummet that we would go to the Super Bowl, that we would win the Super Bowl if we can't win by more than a touchdown against this team. Come on, man! The Giants are a good team. It's, pl- it's the playoffs the now. Gi- Win's the, a win. The Giants are not close to the level of they're not of the other teams though. That's that's all. Now listen, we 2017 we squeaked out a win against the Falcons, who were the defending NFC champions, and then we went on and dominated. But if we only win by a field goal against the Giants at home, I would. But listen, the Bills just. One by three against a third string quarterback. The yeah, Ra- that's not, the if Ravens, I'm a Bills fan, I, I'm not saying they should have lost to the uh, Ravens with their backup quarterback. But yeah, they're still alive. I, and I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying that it's logical. But if I'm a Bills or Bengals fan, I'm now the Bills won in an exciting way, which might change it a little bit. But I would be really nervous. Uh, uh, but you also have to remember both of those teams have had some playoff success. Last year, you know, the Bills have won a couple playoff games with this uh, coaching staff and and quarterback. And obviously the Bengals, I think, should have won the Super Bowl. I think the refs handed it to the Rams, whatever. Um, but, I mean, Hurts and Sirianni were looking for their first playoff win. Um, and, and ultimately, you are right, a win's a win in the playoffs. But I, I would be, I wouldn't be feeling good. No. 23-20 at home. I'm just feeling rest. like a similar type game to that Falcons game during the Super Bowl run. Like coming down to the wire, not super high scoring. Okay. That, that's, that's, that's my well, feel for it. I'll, I guess we can end kind of on this. Uh, it depends on the context, right? I mean, if they look good and it's a close game and they look solid, it, it would be different than us looking like crap. And squeaking out a win. So I guess it all depends. I mean, I felt pretty good after that Falcons win, even though we really, the fact that we won is miraculous uh, on that last drive. But I felt good after that, and I felt confident we were going to beat the Vikings next week. So I guess it all depends. But I I just think I want to beat them more than a field goal. I'm not saying we have to beat them 40 to 7, but I think we need to have a, a, a solid win at least. I hope you're right. That's, I mean, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I could be wrong. Um, you know, heck, you could lose the game. I mean, that's if, if we lose the game, by the way. It's in the realm of possibilities. Oh, well, it, well yeah. So is the spaghetti monster uh, being in the realm of possibilities. But if we lose the game, then this season is an ultimate failure in my eyes. The, all those accolades, everything that was great. I would disagree. Uh, I, if you lose in the first round to the Giants – this season goes down as a nightmare for me. I mean, it's not the result you wanted, but it's a good building block for next year. I think they're winning, but this it's is, possible no, we could lose. This is their best opportunity. Next year, you're going to lose some free agents. Yeah, I'll talk about Hurt, next year when it gets here. Yeah, but this is our best opportunity, though. Just like it was in 2017 when you had a quarterback on a rookie contract. If they lose in the first round to the Quarterback Giants, on a rookie contract, we didn't play. Well, but it has to do with the salary cap. I mean, look what happened afterwards. You signed Wentz to a big contract. You lost some guys. Some guys got older. You're not guaranteed health every year. You're not guaranteed to have a 14-win season every year. Um, you know, we could be bad next year. We could be bad next year. I mean, Oh, we're not going to be bad next year. I mean, well, that's what we thought after 2017. We made the playoffs. Yeah, but we... Listen, One we, catch away from listen, the Listen, I remember, we were 4-6 and six that year, and we were... Because Nick Foles came back and saved us. Yeah, we should have been the starting quarterback And I get the that, but we were 9-7. and seven. I'm just saying, we're the number one seed that obviously doesn't happen often. 
We have an incredibly talented team that I think we have a very bright future. I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying this opportunity with this talented of a team, first, uh, first seed in a weak NFC. I mean, this is literally everything you could. Even the 49ers, who are our biggest rival, they're on a third-string quarterback. I mean, literally, it doesn't stack up better than this season. I don't think it possibly could. So you need to freaking oh, win against it's, the it's Giants. It's not for the taking, for sure. You, you need to win against the Giants. But if you were to look back at the beginning of the season, yeah, no, no one thought we'd be 14-3. and three. It, would, it would have been a huge win if we had 11 wins and won the division and were 2 or 3 seed. Yeah, but it's about the playoffs, though. Like Even if we, were 11, even if we won the division at 11 wins um, and lost to the Giants, who were the more talented team in the first round, you got to get playoff wins. Uh, that's, that's, to me... That's where this thing matters. It's like saying, well, you know, Geno Smith's a pro bowler. Who gives a crap, okay? He's not winning a Super Bowl. Um, I, I I need a playoff win against the Giants at a bare minimal. Otherwise, I, I'm— Big playoff win. Uh, it, honestly, at this point, I don't care. You need a playoff win against the Giants. Otherwise, to me, it, pff, what, what was the season for? you got to get a playoff win. Hopefully we're not talking about that next yeah. week. Yeah. That's, that's Playoffs is where this stuff matters. Regular season's nice while it's there, but we're in the postseason, man. This is where legends are made. Okay? This is where legends are made. That's, that's, heck, that's why Donovan McNabb, you know, if he won a Super Bowl, you're talking maybe Hall of Fame. He's not even, shouldn't even be a thought in the Hall of Fame because he didn't win. And he had a lot of postseason success. So, look at that. Um, anyway, before I get a headache here, Just remember, Jalen Hurts is 24. Again, it's not about Hurts. I got confidence in him, but football is a crazy sport. Injuries happen. You'll lose free agents. Other teams get better. Heck, I think the Giants are going to get better. Um, there's so many... Da- I think the, the Eagles have a very bright future. Don't get me wrong. But you just don't... What I know now, the Eagles have... The most talented team in the league, and they have the number one seed, and it's a weak NFC. That's what I know. Next year, I don't know anything. I think they'll be good. I think they'll be really good for the next five. They get a five-year window, in my opinion. Maybe more, because the core, I think, will stay together. But they need to win against the Giants. If they lose against the Giants, that's embarrassing. Period. Damn. Period. All right. Playoffs or playoffs, you, you we'll lose, see. You lose against the 49ers. I mean, that would freaking hurt, but it's not. they're a really good team. You lose against the Chiefs. They're the Chiefs. You lose against the Giants. Then then I'll be questioning uh, the coaching staff. Okay. Yeah. I'm hoping you we can't lose that against, discussion. You can't lose against the Giants. Okay? Unless something, you know, catastrophic happens. Somebody gets hurt in the middle of the game, whatever. All right. Um, what? Anything else you want to talk about? No, no, it's, it's getting late. Let's wrap it up. All right. Um, let's do this thing, guys. I mean, I'm positive. I think we're winning this game, and we're going to the NFC Championship game, and then it's going to be a dogfight. But let's have a good win. Let's get this thing back on track. I'm pumped, man. Playoff football in Philadelphia it comes through the link. Damn right. All right, guys. Fly, swoop, fly.